Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Murphy, Governor of New Jersey versus National Collegiate Athletic Association. Argued December 4th, 2017. Decided May 14th, 2018. The Professional and Amateur Sports Pro Protection Act, PASPA, makes it unlawful for a state or its subdivisions to sponsor, operate, adv advertise, promote, license, or authorize by law or compact a lottery, sweepstakes, or other betting, gambling, or wagering scheme based on competitive sporting events, 28 U.S.C. 3702-1, and for a person to sponsor, operate, advertise, or promote those same gambling schemes if done pursuant to the law or compact of a governmental entity, 3702-2. But PASPA does not make sports gambling itself a federal crime. Instead, it allows the Attorney General, as well as professional and amateur sports organizations, to bring civil actions to enjoin violations, 3703. Grandfather provisions allow existing forms of sports gambling to continue in four states, 3704A, 1 through 2. And another provision would have permitted New Jersey to set up a sports gambling scheme in Atlantic City within a year of PASPA's enactment, 3704A, 3. New Jersey did not take advantage of that option, but has since had a change of heart. After voters approved an amendment to the state constitution giving the legislature the authority to legalize sports gambling schemes in Atlantic City and at horse racing tracks, the legislature enacted a 2012 law doing just that. The NCAA and three major professional sports leagues brought an action in federal court against New Jersey's governor and other state officials, here and after New Jersey, seeking to enjoin the law on the grounds that it violates PASPA. New Jersey countered that PASPA violates Constitution's anti-commandeering principle by preventing the state from modifying or repealing its laws prohibiting sports gambling. The district court found no anti-commandeering violation. The Third Circuit affirmed, and this court denied review. In 2014, the New Jersey legislature enacted a law at issue in these cases. Instead of affirmatively authorizing sports gambling schemes, this law repeals state law provisions that prohibited such schemes, insofar as they concerned wagering on sporting events by persons 21 years of age or older, at a horse racing track or casino or gambling house in Atlantic City, and only as to wagers on sporting events not involving New Jersey college team or a collegiate event taking place in the state. Plaintiffs in the earlier suit, respondents here, filed a new action in federal court. They won, the district, won in the district court, and the Third Circuit affirmed, holding that the 2014 law, no less than the 2012 one, violates PASPA. The court further held that the prohibition does not commandeer the states in violation of the Constitution. The Supreme Court held, when a state completely or partially repeals old laws banning sports gambling schemes, it authorizes those schemes under PASPA. Pointing out that one accepted meaning of authorize is permit, Petitioners contend that any state law that had the effect of permitting sports gambling 
including a law totally or partially repealing a prior prohibition, amounts to authorization. Respondents maintain that authorize requires affirmative action, and that the 2014 law affirmatively acts by empowering a defined group of entities and endowing them with the authority to conduct sports gambling operations. They do not take the position that PASPA bans all modifications of laws prohibiting sports gambling schemes. But just how far they think a modification could go is not clear. Similarly, the United States as amicus claims that the state's 2014 law qualifies as an authorization. PASPA, it contends, neither prohibits a state from enacting a complete repeal nor outlaws all partial repeals. But the United States also does not set out any clear rule for distinguishing between the partial repeals that constitute the authorization of a sports gambling and those that are permissible. Taking into account the fact that all forms of sports gambling were illegal in the great majority of states at the time of PASPA's enactment, the repeal of a state law banning sports gambling not only permits sports gambling, but also gives those now free to conduct a sports betting operation the right or authority to act. The interpretation adopted by the Third Circuit and advocated by the respondents and the United States not only ignores the situation that Congress faced when it enacted PASPA, but also leads to results that Congress is most unlikely to have wanted. Respondents and the United States cannot invoke the canon of interpretation that a statute should not be held unconstitutional if there is any reasonable interpretation that can save it. Even if the law could be interpreted as respondents in the United States suggest, it would still violate the anti-commandeering principle. PASPA's provision prohibiting state authorization of sports gambling schemes violates the anti-commandeering rule. As the Tenth Amendment confirms, all legislative power not conferred on Congress by the Constitution is reserved for the states. Absent from the list of conferred powers is the power to issue direct orders to the governments of the states, anti-commandeering doctrine that emerged in New York versus United States, and Prins versus United States, simply represents the recognition of this limitation. Thus, Congress may not simply commandeer the legislative process of the states by directly compelling them to enact and enforce a federal regulatory program, New York. Adherence to the anti-commandeering principle is important for several reasons, including, as significant here, that the rule serves as one of the Constitution's structural safeguards of liberty. See Prins. That the rule promotes political accountability, and that the rule prevents Congress from shifting the costs of regulation to states. PASPA's anti-authorization provision unequivocally dictates what a state legislature may and may not do. The distinction between compelling a state to enact legislation and prohibiting a state from enacting new laws is an empty one. The basic principle that Congress cannot issue direct orders to state legislature applies in either event. Contrary to the claim of the respondents in the United States, this court's precedents do not show that PASPA's anti-authorization provision is constitutional. See South Carolina v. Baker, Reno v. Condon, Hodel v. Virginia Surface and Mining Reclamation Association, Incorporated, and FERC v. Mississippi. Nor does the anti-authorization provision constitute a valid preemption provision, 
to preempt a state law, it must satisfy two requirements. It must represent the exercise of a power conferred on Congress by the Constitution, and since the Constitution confers upon Congress the power to regulate individuals, not states, New York, it must be read as one that regulates private actors. There is no way that the PASPA anti-authorization provision can be understood as a regulation of private actors. It does not confer any federal rights on private actors interested in conducting sports gambling operations or impose any federal restrictions on private actors. PASPA's provision prohibiting state licensing of sports gambling schemes also violates the anti-commandeering rule. It issues a direct order to the state legislature and suffers from the same defect as the prohibition of state authorization. Thus, this court need not decide whether New Jersey's 2014 law violates PASPA's anti-licensing provision. No provision of PASPA is separable from the provisions directly at issue. Section 3702-1's provisions prohibiting states from operating, sponsoring, or promoting sports gambling schemes cannot be severed. Striking the state authorization and licensing provisions while leaving the state operation provisions standing would result in a scheme sharply different from what Congress contemplated when PASPA was enacted. For example, had Congress known that states would be free to authorize sports gambling in privately owned casinos, it is unlikely that they would have wanted to prevent states from operating sports lotteries. Nor is it likely that Congress would have wanted to prohibit such an ill-defined category of state conduct as sponsorship or promotion. Congress would not want to sever PASPA's provisions that prohibit a private actor from sponsoring, operating, or, or promoting sports gambling schemes pursuant to state law. 3702-2. PASPA's enforcement scheme makes clear that 3702-1 and 3702-2 were meant to operate together. That scheme suited for challenging state authorization or licensing or a small number of private operations would break down if a state broadly decriminalized sports gambling. PASPA's provisions prohibiting the advertising of sports gambling are also not severable. See 3702-1 through 2. If they were allowed to stand, federal law would forbid the advertising of an activity that is legal under both federal and state law, something that Congress has rarely done. The decision is reversed. Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Kennedy, Thomas, Kagan, and Gorsuch joined, and in which Justice Breyer joined as to all but Part 6B. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion. Justice Breyer filed an opinion concurring in part and dissenting in part. Justice Ginsburg filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Sotomayor joined and in which Breyer joined in part. Thank you for listening.